0: It hasn't been smooth sailing. This the opening of the first school year. How would you describe the first week of uh, schooling in 2018 in the province? Extremely difficult, Elvis, to be quite frank. Um,
1: the good thing is that our education system consists mainly of what we called in grades, that is uh, grades between two and seven and uh, nine and twelve. Uh, that that consists almost 85 percent of all our learner population. There we didn't have a problem. Our learners that passed that were continuing in grades in their own schools um, succeeded well. The main challenge that we had, obviously, was grade 1 and 8, which, is our, which are our entry points uh, into either primary school or into high school. We had almost 28,000 that we had to be placed. But we're quite convinced the week that they've just passed. we place uh, thousands and thousands of them. So we're doing the consolidation tomorrow morning. And I'm quite convinced that either we have halved to that number or we've drastically reduced it. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, the issue of uh, words for overfile uh, clouded everything. And we've now started the processes of ensuring that we uh, diffuse the situation and the tension outside that school. And I'm quite convinced that a series of meetings that been arranged for this week uh, that problem will be resolved as well. Uh-huh.
0: How will that be resolved? Because uh, the High Court did rule that uh, uh, Orval, uh, you know, uh, should not uh, actually—they uh, uh, shouldn't be bound to place these learners when they haven't got place for them.
1: No, that part will be resolved through the courts. You'll recall that the Department has already issued a statement that uh, will appeal that decision. We've already briefed our legal team that working on that matter. The part that we want to resolve uh, as quickly as possible is the protest outside that school. Okay. Um, with the experience that we had uh, here in Houding, you don't want to allow people to protest, to protest outside the school premises and something horribly goes wrong. Uh, if a tear gas or a, a stone hit a lane and something happens, uh, it's not something that you should be proud of, so... Mm-hmm. We need to move with speed to diffuse that tension. Um, it's within that context that we're going to have a series of meetings this week with all the affected stakeholders, so that that matter can be addressed as quickly as possible.
0: There also seem to be ongoing protests in the North Fisach Primary School. What are the grievances there, MEC, and, and can you give us an update on the situation?
1: It's quite unfortunate, that one. Um, I, know, I know my office has scheduled a meeting with the leadership of North Faser for Tuesday. Um, the problem here is that you have a school governing body, which is a legitimate body within the education system, and also according to the South African Schools Act, this body is recommended an appointment of a principal. The department concurred with a recommendation on the basis of the expertise, the qualification, and the capabilities of that individual. So when the department agreed, the community which uh, community structures, um, they felt that that is, is not a correct decision, uh, and therefore decided to, to disrupt schooling, which is something that is very unfortunate. I always tell people, let disruptions of schools be the last part. Meet with us, let's discuss, let's get read each other. But if you start by changing locks of the school, close the school, make learners to be at home, you know, the consequences are severe. Parents are at home, those learners are alone at home. We don't know what happens to them. And we live in a world where people do wrong things to our children. So that part we're not going to agree with when we disrupt schooling. But I'm told the meeting is scheduled for Tuesday. Um, I'll meet with the affected parties and find a way of dealing with uh, whatever they want to do. That goes again okay, to uh, club spread West. Um, I know the community as well uh, is not happy there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so I'll meet with them as well uh, on Tuesday to resolve uh, all the, the, the issues of the concerns that have raised with me.
0: Is there a sense from your perspective, MEC, that you will resolve these ongoing impasses with schools that are accusing your department of stigmatizing colored communities as racist, marginalizing colored teachers and, and defending racially exclusive appointments of black teachers in schools located in these so-called colored areas? We have to. We have to resolve these
1: problems. Um, we don't have a, a labelling agenda as a department. We don't label any person who got South Africans. Um, but it's those people who accuse us that are labelling people. Uh, you know, If you ask why this principal is not appointed, uh, is it because the principal is not competent, is it because of the process, or is it because of any other thing? You'll find it's not because of those things. So to be accused, therefore, of labelling other communities, you want to we fought for another challenge, and there's no way that we'll then come and say we don't want a certain race in our communities. We'll be the last people to do so. Mm-hmm. But as I said, uh, the scheduled meeting. So let's meet and, and then people ventilate. The only worrying concern is that it's the same group. It's the same group that we met when we're dealing with the issue of fraudy Port primary school. It's the same group that we met when we're dealing with the problem of sex trade. It's the same group that we are meeting now in not herself. So. When we think of resolved the problem we've reached agreement, people just reinvent another problem. And the same grouping, I mean, why is Rory World primary school quiet now? It's because we put resolutions that are accepted to all parties, you know. Mm-hmm. So people will just reinvent purely because, uh, I mean, we know 2019 um, is the year where there will be elections, so people have to keep momentum of their profiles, you know, so... We really believe that is the politicization of the education system that's going to take progress. But nevertheless, if you want to meet with us, we'll meet with you. It's only when you started to start schooling that we'll refuse to meet with you because yeah. yes, you can meet with
0: you when you've already started a, a now, campaign to start schooling. Now, you did mention grade one to eight was the problem, uh, but do you think that the online registration strategy is working, given the outstanding number of kids that are still to be placed?
1: It is, because we know... <laughs> Before the online registration, we didn't even know. So parents will go to school. Schools were the one that had the information. The department will not have that information. And parents will move from one school to another. And secondly, there was no recourse without the online registration. With the online registration, every application can be accounted for. But with paper application, you couldn't. If a school hates you, they remove your application form and throw it in the bin. You don't even know that they throw it in the bin. In some schools, Uh, when you walk into the school premises, the receptionist will just tell you the school is full. You have no recourse. Here, even if the school is full, your information is in the database. We make contact with you. The district may contact with you, or you will be allocated a school. But if you have chosen one school, say, GP High School, and that school is full, all the forms that come after the school is full will just be put aside. You will not even get information. But with the online registration, the department can follow up with the school to say, Yes, we have placed 90 kids. You've got 180 kids that are on the waiting list. Bring that list to us so that we can place them in other schools. So, the online generation has been a magical. There it its own flaws and limitations. But mm-hmm. the main difficulty that we're having here are three problems at least. One, parents choose a certain school, and if that school is full and we place it in another school, people refuse to take those uh, placements. Mm-hmm. Secondly, People believe, if I'm closer to the school, it means that I've got the first right of choice. But the school might be around the place of 5,000 people, and only need 130 uh, people you know, in, in grade eight. So yes, I might be closer to the school, but there are more than 5,000 people that are also closer to that school. So if you complain that I'm closer to the school, I applied one time, but I could not be placed. It might be true, but the reality is that there are other people that also and we look at other things, subject combination, whether they've got siblings in, in in that particular school, the contributions, and many other things that we look at, so we don't only look on the basis of who applied first and other things. So, so those are the big challenges that we are facing. But I'm quite convinced, as I said, the week that has just passed, people have been accepting. Uh, Placement. Uh, I'm quite convinced. When we meet with the team
0: tomorrow to consolidate the figures, the number will uh, be drastically down. Here is the situation: South Africa has placed last out of 50 countries participating in a study at fourth grade level, which indicate that primary school reading literacy in South Africa uh, is very poor. In this province, how are you improving this?
1: Well, let, let me give you context first. Uh, I mean, Africa has got many uh, countries, lots uh, of countries in Africa, but the only three countries that participated, uh, I think that's South Africa, Morocco, and Egypt. Mm. So so if you said you've come number 40 of countries, you need to praise our country for participating in those contests because other countries are not participating at all. So at least we know ourselves, we you know where we stand. But it will indeed be... Uh, ambitious for us to think that we can beat countries like Singapore and and, 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 and those are highly developed countries. So the, the 40 ranking is indeed a set part, but at least it award us an opportunity to know where we, where we went wrong. Unlike many countries that run those uh, competitions, they don't participate, they're scared to participate. As a country, we're not scared to participate. We participate and then we benchmark ourselves against those particular countries. So. The outcome indeed was, was 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 shocking because the investment that we've placed in the reading and um, and all those particular programs was huge. So to get such an outcome, as I said, like, uh, but we're we are, we are, we are doing everything within our past. For example, we have now a, a service in our libraries. Uh, we have a program that calls uh, Drop All and Read. So every day for thirty minutes all our learners must read or write something. We are also introducing learner Literacy programs in all our primary schools because that's where we believe that we need to build a foundation. We are also participating in national programs organized by the National Minister of Basic Education. So we are continuing those investments. Um, But as I said, it was indeed a setback for us to be where we are, taking into consideration the investment that they've put. But to be number 40 in the world, taking into consideration the number of countries uh, in the world uh, it's indeed uh, not a nice thing, but at least we know where we stand compared to other countries that have not even participated in those competitions.